Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Are you a victim of the government, of what it's doing or not doing, what the politicians, the, the Democrats, the Republicans are doing? Are you a victim of that? Or are you a victim of having to wear a mask in public, social distancing? Is it ruining your life? Are you a victim of the economic crisis? I think the real question here is, are your perspectives about these areas of your life limiting your joy, your creativity, and your experience of life? Are you allowing yourself to be distracted by things that are out of your control? And as a result, you're ignoring your own personal economy, your personal space, taking steps to fortify your health, your well-being, your personal finances, your relationships. Have you ever considered the cost of allowing yourself to be a victim? My name is Matthew Ferry, and I've got my life partner, my spirit guide, my muse, my mentor, my financial engineer, my visionary in my life, Kristen Ferry on the line. Kristen, say hello. Hi, everybody. She's back again, and we're doing our daily enlightenments, and that's what we're doing. We're bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your chance to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. We want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. Now, Kristen, we've been seeing a wide range of responses to the COVID-19 uh, health pandemic and the economic crisis that it is creating. And we've been having discussions about the ways in which people are um, freaking out and reacting to it. And I, and I just want to immediately get your perspective. Will you talk about the, the things that we're seeing with people freaking out about masks and that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's such an interesting time. I think just sort of globally, what I'm noticing is that people are responding to this unknown future as if the future was known before we were experiencing this pandemic. It's a really interesting um, sort of response that I'm seeing where people are struggling or wanting to find certainty, they're wanting to find meaning, and they're reacting to these uncertain times with uh, a whole host of experiences. The things I'm seeing the most, Matthew, are that people are getting distracted by um, protection. They're getting distracted by what's happening at the federal and the state level. And I'm not saying that it isn't valuable to understand what's happening, but I think that we've, we, are, we potentially have a challenge where if we put so much time and energy on what we can't control, that we start to neglect what we can control. So things like um, uh, personal uses of masks and people feeling restrained by that rather than um, just embracing that that's part of our new normal. Or, uh, or, even, or even worse, it's like, you know, that person's not wearing a mask and that's really pissing me off and they're putting us all at risk, right? It's like we're, we're letting ourselves get carried away by these um, victim perspectives that make us powerless and that other person is taking away my potential of being safe by not wearing a mask or I'm I'm at uh, uh, the grocery store and I and they make me wear a mask and I can't breathe and it's and I don't know what to do and I'm feeling like you know I'm dominated by it right we're we're yes. rather than owning our experience and doing what is important to maintain our own personal leadership in our life we're getting distracted by making other people wrong. Absolutely. Not only are we making them wrong, we're sort of going into this life or death kind of response. And, and the truth is, it is life or death for some people. 
but not for everyone. And to walk around in that fragile state that I am, I am potentially the victim of my environment, um, I think is not only degrading, it causes us to respond in pretty radical ways. I got into a conversation with a girlfriend of mine who was at the grocery store and she was so disturbed by people who weren't wearing a mask because in her city, now understand this is different in different locations. So part of what we're having here is like this geo, this location-based set of rules and, and um, uh, recommendations by the local leadership. So it's, this is, these are not universal truths that we're dealing with when we come to masks and some of these new social behaviors. She was so upset that she's in line with her with her daughter and wearing a mask and, the, and her daughter was wearing a mask but someone else in her environment wasn't and i could see the distress that it was causing her that she felt like she had to be in the environment that she was the effect of this person and she was trying to figure out is this like are they making a political statement are they just trying to be are they irresponsible don't they understand or how are they trying to to dominate me and I just sat back and I, and I listened to her distress because it was so real. And this little idea popped into my head and it was simply this, what if they forgot the mask in the car and they were just running into the grocery store to grab something? What if it wasn't a political statement? What if it wasn't a commentary on their personal beliefs? What if it wasn't that they were denying that the pandemic was a thing, but that they simply forgot their mask? mask. And what I think is happening, Matthew, is that we're not extending a lot of grace we're not, um, we're becoming hypercritical of other people. We're becoming hypercritical of the environment and the things that are happening. And it's blocking us from being curious and creative about how we can restore our own peace and how we can fortify our own, us from our, joy. our own lives and blocking us from our joy. Exactly right. Blocking us from our joy. And I, I also, I also uh, think that from an enlightened perspective, all is well. And all is well is a perspective. It's a recontextualization. And when you take on the recontextualization that all is well, you don't actually know if all is well, but the truth is you don't actually know if all is not well either. Right. That's both are just your opinion. They're just your perspective. They're not actually truths per se. And in our methodology, we use muscle testing to determine is a, is a context or an idea strengthening? Does it fortify the body? And that's it. That's all we're doing with muscle testing is determining that. And the idea all is well tests strong. It fortifies the body every time and it fortifies every single body that we have ever tested it on. And we've tested on a lot. I think I'm going to recommend that people, instead of taking on the survival trait of victim, which is essentially uh, being powerless and trying to manipulate people through whining and bitching and moaning and complaining and, oh, and you don't understand and I'm, you, you should see my life and I'm trying to do the right thing and other people aren't. Rather than going into those kinds of, of degrading states, which uh, if we did a muscle test, for example, and you were whining, your body would go weak every time. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to keep your muscles strong. And that's happening to you when you whine and complain and bitch and moan. The game, I think, is personal leadership. What can you control? What are you going to take control of? What is important to you? And then what are you going to do about it? The more you take the focus and you bring it back in here and you take it off of out there, 
Mm -hmm. the more peaceful, the more aligned, the more empowered you'll be. Can you say something about that? I think you're spot on. And, and I like to go to the sort of, you know, day-to-day -day life experience of the grocery store that it's strange to go to a grocery store where everybody has masks on. The first time that I experienced that, I thought, wow, this is really a, this is a strange situation. And if it makes you uncomfortable, or if you have a concern about coming across someone who's not using it, wearing a mask, then my, gun, my goodness, order your groceries off online and have them delivered. What a, what a delicious, lovely, luxurious thing to have someone bring you your groceries. It's something we've been doing for a long time and it's great. I highly recommend it. So the point becomes, how do you turn inward and decide what works for you? What is an effective, practical way to respond to the external environment? How do you put in place structures and systems and ways of being that are fortifying? That if the grocery store makes you concerned, Find a workaround. If tapping into the news makes you feel like shit, work around, unplug, pull back. The whole idea is, is it's sort of like this. We talked about this, I think, on our last uh, Daily Enlightenment, Matthew. This basic idea of putting the oxygen mask on yourself first. That the truth is, and you and I have been having a lot of conversations about this, Matthew, about how do we become leaders more, even more so in our own lives, in our business life, in our personal life, in our place in the family. How do we become, continue to be leaders and be a voice of practical, effective, and taking care of ourselves? Because if we take care of ourselves, we have the capacity to take care of the other people around us. I think it really does come back to what you were just speaking about, this idea of personal leadership. And I, and I would say that taking personal leadership is extremely difficult if you're in a survival state. And what there is to do is to utilize the methodology of the rapid enlightenment process to, to neutralize that, that survivalist consciousness that comes up. And one of the ways that you can do that is by getting as negative as you possibly can. And we, we recommend that you face the worst case scenario. Uh, I've been saying it now for months, face the worst case scenario. Go ahead and write down the worst possible thing that could happen to you in your life and, and then make a plan if that happens. And when you face the worst, you neutralize the negativity. Because negativity in the end is just the resistance that you have to your perception of life. So negativity doesn't exist in the world. Negativity exists in your resistance. And the hilarious thing is that the joke is on you. The joke is on me. There's no world out there. The world you're experiencing is 100% in here. It is your perspective. So face the worst. Get as negative as you possibly can so that you can activate your joy, your creativity, your, your personal power. Face all those things that you don't want to face. Do that now. Face all of your negative situations in your life. This is an opportunity. This time of lockdown, this time of crisis is an opportunity for you to start making your personal plan. What are you going to do in your life to have your life be epic? Remember the title of my book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life. 
So quiet mind leads to epic life because you can plan, think, dream, be practical, be effective when you neutralize the survival consciousness, which then enables you to ascend into the enlightened states, which is a state that basically says all is well. So Kristen, can we talk about the the final thing on our list today, which is one of the best ways to take personal responsibility and to take um, personal leadership in your life is to align yourself with people who are up to something, who are doing things, who are who are operating in that way. Can can you give me a little bit of your uh, idea set and feedback on that? Absolutely. I, it goes back to this whole idea of that you are the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. It's that's sort of an a, an old um, personal development truism, if you will. And I think that it it has an application here. That if you're surrounding yourself with people who want to reinforce and confirm this victim perspective and this need to understand what's happening at the political level and the and understand the inner workings of the stock market and why is it going up when unemployment is off the charts and all of these these things that are literally out of our control if you're surrounding yourself with people and that's the dominant dialogue then you block yourself from having this personal leadership conversation and actually moving the needle in your own life because you're now at the effect of the perspective and the interpretation of the people around you and when that has a victim undertone to it I think you're ripping yourself off. I think you're missing the beautiful opportunity of not putting your head in the sand. We're understanding these are extreme, extraordinary times, but at the same time, sort of uh, claiming the opportunity to go deep, to do the worst case scenario, to start creating that plan for yourself if the absolute worst thing happened, but then also be engaged with other people who have the strength and the courage to do that as well and start to watch the, the level of conversation that comes out of relationships with people who have also done the worst case scenario and are willing to look the bad stuff in the face and then move forward from there. I will tell you, as we have been talking with our clients and some of our friends that have, that are clients and friends, it's amazing to see the optimism they acknowledge the destruction that's occurring. We acknowledge that this is gonna be exceedingly difficult for a lot of people there is a lot of destruction happening here. But we also recognize that destruction is the precursor to creation. That the things that aren't working, that all of the out of integrities are starting to break down. And that from that, that sort of burning down, the phoenix does rise. And the question you have to ask yourself is who do you want around you during this process? Do you want people that only focus on the bad? Or do you want to have people who've made peace with the bad and are taking action from that place? I think that's the opportunity. And that's the, that's the beauty of surrounding yourself with people who are up to stuff and they can see a slightly different version than the sort of mainstream status quo, fear-based, victim-based um, narrative that seems to be dominating. I completely agree. And I, and I will say that that's one of the, one of the most important things that you can do in your enlightened journey. And again, an enlightened journey it is not necessarily uh, as spiritual as everyone makes it sound, though the quality of the experience is for sure 
uh, extraordinary and spiritual, but really an enlightened journey is a journey where you, you have a devotion to always getting back to the idea that all is well. And when you're in that state, you have creativity and, and resourcefulness and power beyond your wildest imagination. So we're going to wrap it up. I want to thank you for tuning in to The Daily Enlightenment. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel yet, will you please do that and hit the bell button? That way you get a notification that uh, we've made a new video. And you can see that Kristen and I are committed to making these Daily Enlightenments on a regular basis and uh, we're also you'll you'll notice that i'm putting out a lot of meditations if you haven't downloaded the app that we've created yet go to matthewferry.com forward slash app and i think that uh, you'll be very excited about all the free resources that we have over there for you thank you so much for tuning in to this daily enlightenment